Hi! Today is only going to be a short one. I come to you with an update on Natalie Holloway's case. I covered this story a few months ago and something incredibly important has happened for this case. And obviously, I wanted to share it with you. 18 years after Natalie disappeared, her family finally gets a confession. This confession was from the main suspect in the case, a man who police... Natalie's family, and basically everyone else, has long suspected of being the person who took Natalie away from her family. And not fucking shocking, it turns out that everyone was right. I'll recap the case a little for you now in the event that you aren't familiar or it's been a few months since you read about the case or listened to my episode about it or listened to someone else's episode. So Natalie was a bright, clever, hardworking student who came from a family who loved the shit out of her. As a reward for graduating high school in 2005, Natalie and the rest of her classmates went on a trip to Aruba to let their hair down a bit. It sounds like the kind of place teenage Charlie would have hated, but a social butterfly like Natalie would have had the time of her life. Constant socialising, sunbathing, partying. And until Natalie met a young man named Joran van der Sloot, she was living it up and enjoying every precious, beautiful second. Natalie missed her flight home and a search of her room revealed nothing, except that she clearly hadn't been back to her room after the previous night. CCTV and witness accounts showed that she had spent some time with Joran and two of his friends, and he gave some inconsistent and sketchy accounts of his whereabouts that night. He made lots of controversial statements in the aftermath of Natalie's disappearance. He said that Natalie had died of a drug overdose and he'd disposed of her body in the ocean. Another statement he made was that he had sold her into sexual slavery, but he recounted all of these after he made them and just generally fucked around with Natalie's family and with the police. And yeah, he just seemed to like causing people pain and he was generally a pain in the ass, but they didn't have anything to charge him with because there was no actual evidence of him doing anything. And he managed to evade justice until 2010. So, seven years after Natalie disappeared, Joran was in Peru and he met a young lady called Stephanie Flores. He took her back to his hotel room and he murdered her and he was actually caught for this one. Shortly before he killed Stephanie, he was fucking around with Natalie's parents again, but this time he was extorting money from them and I'll get into this in a little bit. So anyway, he was arrested and charged in Peru for Stephanie's murder. And recently, the fraud charges caught up with him too. And these fraud charges are the basis of what we're going to be talking about, as it's due to these charges that he's finally confessed, at least some version of what happened to Natalie. So, back in 2010, in March, Joran contacted Natalie's mother Beth via her lawyer. And he offered a deal. I'll tell you where Natalie's body is and and tell you what happened. If you send me $250,000 with $25,000 up front. Beth Holloway's attorney, John Kelly, went to Aruba and saw immediately that Joran was fucking desperate for money. He looked like crap. And to make the whole thing believable, he gave Joran $100 and then got in touch with the FBI. So an operation was set up to get Yoran on fraud and wire charges. So $15,000 was sent to his bank account and $10,000 was given to him in cash. This exchange was secretly videotaped in Aruba. Yoran told John Kelly that Natalie was buried by his father, who is coincidentally, if you remember from the last episode, he's a judge and has long been suspected of covering up for his asshole son. And 
Joran said that um, his dad buried Natalie under a house. So the Holloways and their legal team did some looking into this, and it turns out that this house wasn't even built yet. And when he was confronted about this, Joran admitted that he made up the whole story. The Holloways wanted Joran to be caught for extortion after this, but the authorities were slow and he was able to escape. And this is when he murdered Stephanie in Peru. So a lot of people blame the authorities for the f- and their slowness for the fact that Stephanie was murdered because A, if they'd have just arrested him and said, hey, you've been extorting people and frauding people. I know it's defrauded, but anyway, um, you've been frauding, so jail for you. If they'd have done that, he wouldn't have been able to kill Stephanie. And another thing is that the money that Beth Holloway paid him under the watch of the authorities. So I think some of it was her money and some of it was the FBI's money for like doing underhand transactions to catch people. This money was what he was able to use to escape, to go to Peru and go to casinos and fuck around where he met Stephanie. So it's not only did he escape under the watchful eye of the FBI, but he also used their money to facilitate putting himself in a situation where he was able to kill somebody else. So the whole thing was really controversial. Anyway, uh, so 13 years after Joran committed fraud and extortion against a grieving family, he's facing justice. Joran was extradited to Alabama from Peru on the 8th of June earlier this year, and he was arraigned in one court of extortion and one count of wire fraud. Sorry, not one court of extortion, one count of extortion and one count of wire fraud. Sorry, I can't read. Um, He had the audacity to plead not guilty. So after all this, after him setting up this ridiculous deal, after him accepting the money and fleeing and all this crap, he's now like, oh yeah, I, d- I didn't actually do any of that. However, a plea deal was actually reached that if he confessed to his involvement in the Natalie Holloway disappearance and made an official statement, he might get an easier time with the sentencing. So his defense team and him were like, fucking yeah, I guess we'll we'll take the deal. So I've read the transcript of the statement that Joran made and he is just as pathetic and useless as ever. So every other word in the statement is, uh, I'm not going to quote him word for word because if I included all those uhs, it would take fucking forever. But not just that, but he is just a terrible person and I don't want to quote him because he sucks. So I'll just paraphrase and it's it's difficult to hear. So be mindful if you're sensitive to details. It is quite, at one point it does get extremely graphic and violent. So just be aware of that. If you don't want to hear any details, skip ahead a little bit. Um, so Joran describes how he and Natalie were kissing on the beach and he wanted to go further than kissing. She pushed him off and Joran describes how he wanted it so he kept feeling her up either way whether she wanted him to or not. According to him she needed him in the crotch at this point so he stood up and kicked her hard in the head. After the kick Joran describes that Natalie was either unconscious or perhaps even dead at this point. He didn't know but she wasn't responsive. She wasn't moving at all. But just to make sure, he grabbed a cinder block, which was nearby on the beach, and used it to cause massive damage to her head. He describes how her face was caved inwards. Joran then tells authorities that he half drags, half carries Natalie's body into the ocean until he's about knee deep in the sea, and then just lets go, and she drifts off. So obviously we know from prior investigation that after Joran got back home, he watched pornography online. So after literally smashing a girl's face in, he's still horny enough to go online and find porn to finish off. 
he's a vile, disgusting person. And I really, I cannot adequately describe my revulsion to him. And I think I've, um, I spend a lot of time on Reddit, on the true crime subreddits, and I've been delighted at the amount of revulsion for Joran van der Sloot that seems to be shared by the wider community. Everyone hates him. And I love that everyone hates him because if someone deserves to be universally hated, it's this absolute just waste of oxygen. Anyway, obviously, we know from prior investigation that after Joran... Oh, wait, I read that. Joran was polygraphed after this confession and the polygraph indicated that he was telling the truth. So for the fraud and extortion charges, he faces 20 years to be served concurrently with his jail sentence in Peru. I really hope that Peruvian jail is terrible. I really do, just for him. But he's been able to get married and have a child, so it can't be... It. He's kind of got it okay. And apparently, according to his own legal team, he's divorcing this wife and marrying a, quote, younger, prettier, new wife, end quote. I just... Uh... I don't understand, this isn't related really, but I don't understand women that get their knickers in a twist over murderers. I don't get it. Like, okay, I get, like, everyone loves a bad boy. It's kind of, it's it's a vibe. But can't we just, like, isn't, like, a hot guy with long hair and a leather jacket smoking a cigarette who's too cool for everyone? Is that not good enough? Is that not bad boy enough? Why Why do you want people who kill people? That's not hot. Joran van der Sloot tried to rape Natalie Holloway and then he killed her when she wouldn't let him have sex with her. Why do you want that? Why does anybody want that? I just, I don't understand this weird fascination that some people have with murderers. In like a sexual way, it's creepy and weird. And anyway, that's not related at all. Well, it's kind of semi-related because he's marrying some hot girl apparently. Anyway. Let me get back to where's my where I'm to. Beth Holloway knows that this might not result in Yoren getting jail time specifically for Natalie, but she is pleased with the fact that he is legally officially considered to be her killer rather than just a suspect. She said, quote, It's over. Yoren van der Sloot is no longer the suspect in my daughter's murder. He is the killer. After 18 years, Natalie's case is solved. End quote. The thing is, lots of people still believe, including me, I believe this, that Joran had help in disposing of Natalie's body so nobody would ever be able to find it. If you remember in the episode we did on Natalie previously, there were suggestions that Joran's father might have been involved and might have been able to get a boat to take Natalie further out. Joran's version of wading knee-deep in the sea and just letting her go is suspicious. Unless she happened to be caught in a very specific riptide that missed Joran standing with her, it's incredibly unlikely that a body put in the sea that close to shore wouldn't wind up back on the beach again. This isn't Final Fantasy VII, Joran. You're not Cloud letting go of Aerith in the lake where she just sinks down and disappears forever. That's not how this works. That's not how any of it works. And armchair detectives online are not the only ones suspicious of this part of Joran's story. In a statement made to media, Natalie's dad revealed that he might also have a feeling about this. And he said, quote, While I am satisfied he murdered Natalie alone, I have no doubt others provided him with aid and assistance in preventing us from being able to return Natalie home. While it may not be in a court of law, I believe their judgment is still to come. End quote. 
And that's where I think I'm going to leave this. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a good day and I'll see you soon. Bye.